Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast coming to you live from St. Anne Parish on this Wednesday, November 11th. Hey, I want to share something with you, a decision I made yesterday, um, and something I'd like to do, and I'm going to do my best to, to honor it. I feel like my podcasts have been getting a little long lately, uh, going between 15 and 20 minutes, and generally I want to keep them between 10 and 15. So what you're going to see is I'm going to, I'm going to try to tighten things up a little bit. I'm going to try to, to dive right into it, even though I'm not doing that today by telling you this. And I hope you're able to keep me honest. I just think uh, less is more here. I think the longer they get, the, the more people may shy away from listening. So with that said, my friends, let's dive in on this, uh, what is also a feast day, the Feast of St. Martin of Tours. We'll see if I have a chance at the end to talk about Martin uh, a little bit. But a marvelous gospel today. So let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to look at Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Very famous story. So let's break it open. A reading from the, the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourself to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That is so good, isn't it? So many things we could talk about. Two main points I'm, I'm going to emphasize. And the first is this. Brothers and sisters, this, this parable is a parable of journey. Uh, point A. Um, it is, a, it is a parable of journey in this sense. Jesus, as Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, uh, he knows where he's going. He knows where all this is going to end, and it's going to end with his death and ultimate resurrection. And isn't that not only Jesus's journey, but ours too? That everything, in, in a sense, we're all moving to that place uh, where we will ultimately, our lives will end, and we will meet the resurrection of our God. But he doesn't go directly to it. When he does, he's passing through Samaria and Galilee, all these other places with their own peoples and needs and experiences and life. And brothers and sisters, you and I pass through them as well on our way to Jerusalem because we're traveling to Jerusalem but he's open to what the needs uh, of the people are at that moment, and he sees the needs of the ten in Samaria, or, or here, the ten lepers. Um, and maybe he's even in Galilee here. We don't know, because he calls the, the Samaritan a foreigner, so we're probably not in Samaria then. 
uh, at this point. But that's not the only journey that we, we hear because after he encounters these 10 lepers and they say, Jesus, Master, have pity on us, when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests because, of course, they have to. Lepers are outside of the community, and the priests were the gatekeepers, uh, and they had to show themselves to the priests. Once they were uh, determined to be clean, they could enter back into the community. The priests were those who gave that okay. So he's telling them Jewish law. Go show yourself to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. So not only do we see this journey of Jesus going to Jerusalem, not going directly, but seeing the needs of the people on the way, and who knows how long that's going to take him to get to Jerusalem, just as you and I don't know. So the act of faith on behalf of the ten. Brothers and sisters, if somebody looked at you, if I went to a doctor and said, uh, something is wrong with me, my liver is not working, and he said, Go show yourself to the doctor, because the, the one down the hall, because he's going to tell you, you're, you're clean. Would I have the faith to step out of that one office and go to the next, knowing nothing happened? That's what these lepers did. They went trusting the word of the Lord. They had not been cleaned yet. As they were going, they were cleansed. And I just love that idea because, brothers and sisters, it is a journey for us, too. That journey of faith is not something we wake up with one morning and it's descended upon us. We have to move forward in faith, knowing our God will meet us uh, that day with what we need. And, and we get up the next morning with the same idea that, God, meet me with what I need tomorrow, too. Um, I don't need it all today. I don't need A to Z, but I do need A. Give me, give me that step, just the step for today, and let that be enough, and let the step for tomorrow be tomorrow. But it is that idea that we are met on that journey. So point number one, that journey idea that we see in this parable. Number two, of course, it's all about gratitude, isn't it? It's all about gratitude. One of them, on realizing they had been healed, as they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing they had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. Jesus looks and says, ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks? And then he says to him, stand up and go, your faith has saved you. What does that mean? Does that mean the other nine all of a sudden weren't cleansed? That only this one, because he came back to thank God, kept his cleanliness? Clearly that can't be it, right? The other nine, I'm sure, continued to maintain their cleanliness, that they were no longer lepers. So what is he saying? Your faith has saved you. Let me return us to something that we say almost every time we pray the Mass. And it is the beginning of our Eucharistic prayer. When we say, we stand, and the priest says to us, Lord, be with you, and we say, and I'll end with your spirit. And uh, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. The first words he says to us after that, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, it is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, creator of the world and source of all life. 
it is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Of course it is our duty. Any one of us who are parents know that we have had the duty that, that we instill in our children when someone gives you something. What do you say? It's, it's you know what? We don't receive anything and not return that with a thanks. I don't want to spend time on the duty part. I want to spend time on the salvation part. And where I think that comes from, brothers and sisters, is that whole idea that everything is gift. Everything. The fact that you and I have a, a, a God who loves us that much and, and mercy and grace are, are ours because of his, his mercy. If that is gift. The fact that we can hear and listen and speak this podcast, that is gift. The fact that we can have work is gift. The fact that we can have a spouse or have experienced love in our life, that is gift. The, the, the fact that we can, can experience the beauty of children, that is gift. The fact of this day is gift. The sunshine outside is gift. The cold air on my face is gift. The food that I will have on my table is gift. The, the, the laughter that I will experience with friends is gift. The, the story in a book that challenges me and brings me new insights is gift. Everything is gift. And to the extent, brothers and sisters, that I remember that, that I know that, that my faith has saved me. That is my salvation because all is gift. And who is the giver? It is the Lord our God, as the Eucharistic prayer says here. Um, Ever, it is our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, creator of the world and source of all life. To the extent, brothers and sisters, you and I can remember it as gift, that everything is gift. Our very life, our, our, the fact that we can think and breathe today, that our heart is beating today is gift. That is our salvation because none of it is deserved. None of it are we owed. All is gift. You know, I will, I will end with this. Um, in this pandemic time, in the first month or two or even three, it was new. And I think we all felt like, huh, how can we get through it and, and enjoy it and, and have drinks and, and whatever? But we're on month eight and we're weary. And we're weary of this election. And we're weary of this pandemic. And we're weary of being distant from each other. And we're lonely. And we're hurting. And we're angry. And brothers and sisters, I can wake up with those feelings in the morning. And the more I dwell on them, the more I just, I, I, my soul disintegrates within me. To the extent that I carry that anger and that loneliness and that weariness and that hurt around with me, I, I, I feel, and I, I really mean that, disintegrated within myself, within my spirit, within other people. I'm not integrated with them. I'm not integrated with God. I am disintegrated on every level. But the more I can remember all that I have been given, all that this day is gift, and the more that I can ponder that and not these other things, the more it can become for me salvation. Let our words today invite us not to disintegration, but integration with our God, with ourselves, with one another. I would tell you about St. Martin of Tours, but I don't have time. He's wonderful. Go read up on him uh, later. Love the story of him 
uh, cutting the cloak and giving it to the beggar and dreaming that night of seeing Christ in that cloak. Marvelous. Let's pray the rosary together. As we begin, of course, we, we bring our intercessions, our intentions before our Blessed Mother, invite her to place them uh, at the feet of her Son. And so we do so in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third uh, luminous mystery, the proclamation of the kingdom. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, blessings to you. Thank you for being with me today. All you who are veterans today, a special blessing, and thank you to you for your service of us and of our country. And uh, how well that fits with our feast day today, St. Martin of Tours, pray for us. God's peace.